Super Talk Mississippi media production. This is Jack Hoffman. For nearly 31 years, Tico Steakhouse has been a staple for fine dining in Jackson, Mississippi. I would like to invite you to come experience our family tradition of our hospitality, sizzling steaks, and healthy poured beverages. East County Lime Road in Ridgeland, 601-956-1030. This is Rebecca Turner, and thank you for listening to the Good Things Podcast here on Super Talk Mississippi. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. You're listening to Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. Bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and things to do. Now, now, here's Rebecca. Good afternoon, Super Talk Mississippi. You are tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the good things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. We've got Rhino back in studio today. Don't forget, you can listen to good things. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Super Talk Mississippi app. And, of course, you can always find us on your local Super Talk Mississippi radio station. You can watch us, too, on your computer or your mobile device. Just head on over to supertalktv.com. You may see a familiar face up there today. We've got Kaylee Clark. She's from Summerall, Mississippi. But you may know that name and face from season. 21 of American Idol. She is back and she's still up to some good things. So we're catching up with Kaylee. Hey, girl. Hello. It's so good to have you in studio. I said, Zachariah, I haven't gotten in touch with Colin yet. So you're my first one to be in the studio with us. So thank you for that effort. I'm and so excited. Thank you for having me. You know, I told you, man, we've got so many Mississippians doing some really great things on TV yes. <laughs> recently. It's hard to keep up with everybody. But the world went crazy or the state went crazy when so many made it uh, through to the next round there in American Idol. So let's talk about your journey. So when did that American Idol journey start for you? Well, I actually said that I never wanted to do a show like that because I never had the confidence to do it. And I was always just so scared because, you know, when you think about things like that, you're like, oh, it's just TV. Like, it's not real. And then I, my mom was like, well, you have an audition for American Idol next week. And I was like, no, I don't. No, I don't. And she was like, yeah, I signed you up. And I was like okay whatever so I, I did it and was that in New Orleans well you go through zoom first okay. the very first audition you do is over zoom and you have to go through some producers and then once you make it past that then they let you know if you made it to the live audition and um so I made it through that they told me I was gonna go audition and they told me to save the date for um, Nashville or New Orleans and then they sent me to New Orleans so whenever I got there I went through the live audition I was on the very first day so I was but you, know. you weren't on the first. See, that's all. It's so interesting to me is mm-hmm. how all of it goes into their post production and they, you know, edit and when they sort of put it out. Oh, so yeah, you were on the first day, but yet I think you were the second or maybe third week. I was actually the fifth. fifth I think. Fifth yeah, week. I was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a whole process. Like it's it's crazy to actually know how it all everything worked behind the scenes. Um, but yeah, I was on the very first day of auditions in New Orleans, um, and I think I was like the fourth person to go. So I was glad to go ahead and get that over with. And it didn't really hit me that I got a golden ticket until I was on my way to Hollywood. And so I was super excited about that. And I was shocked, honestly, because I'd never expected to make it that far. But you're not a stranger to the stage, right? I mean, you kind of had the um, background of doing pageants and sort of singing, right? So you've always had a love of singing. Where did that come from? Um, I started singing when I was three years old in church. That's what, you know, every country singer, you 
think of, they all start in church. Um, and then I started competing in pageants, and I competed in pageants that had talent. And then that's when I realized, oh, I want to do this for the rest of my life. Like, my mom said that I would wake up every morning when I was little and just be tapping my fingers or humming, singing, whistling, anything with music. And she said, she told me one time, like, Kayla, you've got to be quiet for just a minute. And I said, Mom, I have a song in my heart. And she said she never told me to be quiet again. <laughs> well, she's a good mother. <laughs> uh, so for doing that, she's also a good mother for, I guess, recognizing your talents and maybe, you know, helping you get out of your comfort zone by signing you up for, oh, for American Idol. Because sometimes we need those nudges from those around us that love us. I mean, you could have turned it down if you, if right. you absolutely wanted to. But how good is it now? I think back in back in the day, I mean, you're 18, so you weren't even around when American Idol first sort of started. And they used to have to go out there and staying in line mm -hmm. to, to sort of pitch for right. it. But how did you think through the process for the Zoom, I mean, um, I guess audition? Did you pick out a song? Is it a whole song? Is it a short clip? Because I feel like they probably see a lot of Zoom auditions. What's that process like? Yeah, um, so pretty much it's not really like you, you would think it'd be strict like you'd have to stand in front of like a white wall and mm -hmm. and they they weren't really like that. You, there were people that auditioned from their cars and so I did it from my um, room and I picked I can't even honestly I've sang so many songs I can't even remember what I sang um but it was just like a verse and a chorus and then um if they if that producer liked you then you went to another producer and sang the same song and then you went through another group of producers where it was the three main producers and then they usually they would tell you over email like a week or two later if you made it or not and they told me right then that I made it to Hollywood and of course I cried and because at first I was a little mad at my mom for signing me up because I was so nervous and I never had the confidence to do it like I said but then I got to thinking about it, and I was, I mean, now I'm so grateful that she did that because I would have never done it on my own. Well, it takes a lot of courage and confidence, too. Well, one, to get on stage and do what you do in terms of pageants. You're not going to see this girl doing that. So, number <laughs> one, you already got more courage than I do. But then also walking out in front of well-known people. It's uh, Luke Bryant. Yes. Um, Oh, what's her name? Katy Perry. Katy Perry, and then what's the Lionel other? Ritchie. Lionel Ritchie. Lionel yep. So when you got that opportunity there in New Orleans, only being the fourth one in line, mm -hmm. that to me would have been a blessing. Like, thank you, Jesus, let me go first. I yes, get this oh, I was so I was so happy to be like in the first group. Is it just you walk out and then? Like I mean, is that it? Pretty much. You, uh, they hold you in the, in the <laughs> and back, and I wouldn't make it. <laughs> <laughs> they, um, they hold you in the back, and they're doing a little bit of filming, and then they're, um, they're like, okay, go ahead and go in. And I always had the biggest crush on Luke Bryan when I was younger. I told everybody that I was younger. You're 18. Well, when I was in like fourth and fifth grade, <laughs> I would tell everybody that I um, was going to marry Luke Bryan. I was in love with him, and then so I'm. But I'm the type of person when I meet a celebrity, I get so starstruck and I cry. So I was like, "Don't you go in here and make a fool of yourself." And then I walked in, and they they were super super sweet. Um, and me and Luke kind of hit it off talking about hunting and fishing and the farm life. So he was he was definitely one that made me really comfortable. Which you ended up having to sing two songs for your audition, correct? Correct. Well, I actually had to sing three. They wanted yeah. they wanted to hear me do like a sassy song, so I did. Um, I sang uh, a Miranda Lambert song. What was? Oh, Mama's Broken Heart. That's what I did, and they played the piano behind it, but they didn't air that one. So, but I think they wanted to air the. Um, I surrendered the the second song that I sang because Katie kind of helped me with it. So they used the first two that I did instead of the third one. 
Well, you got your golden ticket, and from what I hear, y'all get one to keep, which mm-hmm. I think is super important and cool. Cause oh, I was yeah, like, man, so it'd be cool. so wrong if they just gave you a prop to take a picture with I and know. you couldn't take it home. Okay, so walk us through your Hollywood week, because it was a little bit different than everyone else. That's where things or your American Idol story just took a turn mm-hmm. um, that maybe you didn't see coming. Oh, absolutely. I, um, we had a meeting before we went to Hollywood, and they said that if you get COVID, you unfortunately have to go home. Like, there's nothing that they could do. So I, I felt fine. And then whenever I got to Hollywood, they I was in a meeting, and they called me because they test everybody for COVID as soon as you get there. And they called me, and they were like, hey, is this Kaylee? And I said, yeah, this is this is me. And they were like, okay, get to your room right now. You have COVID. And I lost it because yeah. I was like, this is it. I'm, I'm going home. And whenever I got to my room, I immediately got on Zoom with some of the people that were like over all that kind of stuff. But the main producers were in the air. They were in an airplane on the way, so they had no clue. And so when I was talking to those producers, they were like, we don't know what's going to happen. We're going to try our best to accommodate you, but we can't make any promises. So you're going to have to wait till the main producers get here. So I had to wait until the next day. And they were like, okay, we, we want you here. We're going we're gonna to work with you, but you're going to have to do the rounds over Zoom from your room until you test negative. And I was like, I'll do it. I, that's that's perfectly fine. So you fine. were by yourself. You had like you went into quarantine. Your mom wasn't there. You didn't have anybody with you. My or? mom was there. Okay, mm-hmm. because she, I she was, get to quarantine with you. Yes, okay. ma'am. She had to quarantine with me because I mean she was you know obviously we lived together right. so she was already with me anyway. Um, so yeah, she had to quarantine with me, and I it wasn't it wasn't the best you know to have to do that from your room, but no, also never. at the same time like I was just were you the only one? There was one other person that had it. Um, they unfortunately didn't make it past the first round, but um, I made it past the first and second round, and they gave me a shot to get on stage and actually sing for a showstopper round. Um, unfortunately, they didn't air that, but I was super glad that I finally got to get on the stage and sing in front of everybody. So what's the the Hollywood week? Does everybody fly out there? Like it would be you, Colin, Zachariah, everyone, and then mm-hmm. obviously everybody else, but that's right. our Mississippi crew. So everybody is at least in Hollywood together for Hollywood week. Yes, everybody. Um, everybody's there together, but they separated the minors from the adults. Um, just because in California, whenever you're working and you're like on set, if you're a minor, you have to go to school for six hours a week or six hours a day. Um, so... That's why they kind of separated us because we were the minors were in school all the time, and then the adults had to you know film. So we didn't really get to. I didn't even get to see a lot of my friends that I met at the audition because some of them didn't make it past the first or second round, and you know obviously I was in quarantine. What subjects so, did you learn during Hollywood Week? We didn't even do anything. If I'm being completely honest, we just sat in the room and talked. Is it like sing and you know music class? And we just sat and talked. Library. We really didn't even do anything. Like uh, that's just. But I mean, I guess you know rules are rules, and right. you, you sort of fit in and, and all that way. All right, stick with us. We're catching up with Kaylee Clark. She's from Summerall, Mississippi, on her season of season 21, American Idol. the pain but I'd have had to miss the
making your afternoon just a little brighter. It's Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi. Cut my bangs with some rusty kitchen scissors. I screamed his name till the neighbors. Welcome back to Good Things. Don't forget you can watch us. We are on computer, your mobile device. Just head on over to supertalktv.com. You'll see Kaylee Clark of Summerall, Mississippi. She was recently on season 21 of American Idol, where we're still rooting for Colin and Zachariah. And we were talking about the fact Hollywood Week was crazy for you, mm-hmm. right? So, you, but you made it through that. And then, what was the next step for you in sort of your American Idol journey? Um, after I finally tested negative for COVID and got out, I could do the showstopper around on stage in front of everybody. And then um, later on, you found out if you made top 26. Now they have it was top 24, but now it's top 26. Um, and then whenever I went to find out, I unfortunately did not make the top 26, but that's okay because it's all in God's plan and it worked out. Absolutely. Perfectly. And and it's interesting to me, we all found that out last week, mm-hmm. but you found that out back like in December. Right. So you've had time to sort of process it and see it. It didn't necessarily happen, you know, live and sort of in that moment. Right. And which I'm sure it was a big uh, disappointment. It, it would be yeah. fair to say, you know, that it would be. Right. I, I was a little... I don't want to say I was embarrassed, but I kind of was to fair. you know have to post like I didn't make it because I felt like I wasted people's time and I felt like I'd let so many people down. But then I got to thinking like top 55 out of 450,000 people that auditioned like over Zoom and everything like that's pretty awesome. So I'd, it made me feel a little bit better. And I would assume how long was this process take, Kaylee? Like a year, year and a half, like from when you auditioned first to December? I auditioned in September. Um, my very first of the of oh, 2022. Okay, yeah, okay. so it was just a few months. Um, yeah, my first Zoom audition was the beginning of September, and then I went to New Orleans in October. And I would say, even in that short period of time, you've grown probably so much as oh, yeah. a young woman, as a singer, as what you know, what you want for your your future. For all sure, of the, it's a crash course, and the business mm-hmm. is tough. It is. It definitely is, and I've learned that. I've learned that it's tough, but. I mean, it's something I've always wanted, so I'm definitely grateful for it. Well, and I think for those that, you know, maybe get knocked off their horse and get back on, you recognize, hey, you know, it's worth fighting for. It's something I want, whatever direction, versus it's just always smooth sailing. You never really know, you know, how did I end Mm -hmm. up here? Now, you know, like, okay, you know, I got my start. Let's keep going. So how are you keeping going, Kaylee? Like, what's what's been going on for you behind the scenes since December? Because now I'm doing math. Math is hard. So we're now four (laughs) months, five months uh, out from that. But I know you're still singing. and Yes. And getting getting out there. So what's going on? I am. Um, I'm actually singing this weekend in Texas. I'm going to sing at a rodeo and some fashion shows for a friend of mine. And then next weekend, I'll be singing at Woolwine um, in Seminary, Mississippi, for their grand opening. Um, and then I'm going to be singing at Raleigh Fest, May 6th, opening up for the great Todd Tillman. Um, and then Atwood Fest is May 26th. I'm super excited for that. That's going to be my first like full band show in front of everybody. Um, so I'm really excited about that. And I also have my first single coming out very, very, very soon. That's cool. Who produced it or how did you do that part? Well, um, a friend of mine that I met at my first audition in New Orleans, his name is Preston Duffy. I'll go follow him. Check him out. He's awesome. Um, he's my very best friend. We connected as soon as we met. And I told him that I've, I've always wanted to write a song, but I didn't know how to get started. So him and I sat down, and I told him what I kind of wanted to write it about. 
um, and he helped me out. And so it's about the Neshoba County Fair. If any of y'all are know what nobody is familiar with that here, I'm totally kidding. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Neshoba County Fair. I've been. It's a big I've, deal. Oh yeah. I went the past two years. My first time going was two years ago, and I fell in love with it. Yeah. And I will never miss a year. So I wanted to write a song about the Neshoba County Fair. Um, so I'm ready for everybody to hear that. I'm super excited. Are you going to get a chance to sing at the Neshoba County Fair this year? I hope so. That's a dream of mine. I've always said that singing on the grandstands is the biggest dream of mine. I don't, I don't. You know what? You just put it out there. You never know what uh, what could possibly happen. I think you'd be great on the grandstands. Well, there thank at, you. At I hope so. I'm going to say, Kaylee, you write a song about it. They're probably going to end up getting you there at <laughs> some point. I some, hope so. Uh, somehow. So when does that come out? We don't have an exact date yet, but I'm hoping within the next few weeks, maybe a week or two. Um, I'm trying not to give too much away about it. I um, so. Kind of, What's kind of the be best way to sort of keep in touch with you for knowing when your new music drops or your events and things of that nature? My Instagram, my TikTok, and my Facebook. My um, Instagram and TikTok is just Kaylee G. Clark, and then my Facebook is just Kaylee Clark. You talked about meeting your friend there. What's mm-hmm. his name? Preston Duffy. Duffy. I love Duffy. That's a, is mm-hmm. that his real name? It is. Duffy. It just feels like a, built in, a built-in nickname. Yeah. Um, you know, from you, and you mentioned Todd Tillman. He's a good friend of good things. From all the others that have gone through these uh, experience, similar experiences, they all talk about walking away with friendships they never mm-hmm. knew that they would, um, you know, ever make. And it feels like you would say the same thing. Oh, absolutely. We met, um, like I said, in New Orleans. And um, whenever we left, we left New Orleans on a Wednesday and then we went home and that following Thursday afternoon, we were on the road because he's from South Carolina. So we were on the road going to South Carolina so I could sing with him a little bit. And then we have been best friends ever since we talk every single day. He is my very best friend. So this all started because your mom decided to sign you up for American Idol behind mm-hmm. your back, which I think is cool. And you obviously probably could have said no, and she wouldn't have forced you to do it. Yeah, but oh, you, sure. you took the you took the leap of faith to do it. What would you say to you know others who don't have the courage yet? Because when you think about it, how many did you say auditioned for four hundred and fifty thousand? Right? Like you know, we see the the names and lights at the end of those who won, but right. there's so many more who have a story like yours. Absolutely. Or never even make it past Zoom. But there's something in having the courage to try. So what would you say to those that are lacking still the courage but have the want to try? Go for it. Do not hold back because I'm so glad that I didn't. I was so nervous to do it. And then because I I didn't think I was going to go anywhere. I thought that I was just going to audition and that'd be the end of it. But you never know what's going to come out of anything you do so if it's something that you're really passionate about and something that you really want to do go for it because it would never hurt to try never hurts to try but you're still 18 mm-hmm. and i'm like oh she's got the whole world ahead of her <laughs> whole big life ahead of yes. her so i know you graduate coming up in may mm-hmm. so what is next for you are you going to take a gap year or is college even on your agenda or are we going full throttle into career mode none of the above is the wrong answer i'm just asking yeah um, for now, I kind of want to just focus on music because, like I said, this is something I've wanted my whole life, and I don't want to. I don't want anything to get in the way of that for right now. But mm-hmm. if it doesn't work out, then I'm definitely gonna go to school. But for now, I kind of just want to focus on music. I think you should do that. You should take that. You mentioned the songwriting. Is this your first song, the, your new single that will drop whenever we mm-hmm. stay connected with you and find out it drops? Yes. Um, or have you been tucked away little songs all your life, or have you always been connected to the songwriting piece of it? No, this is my first song. 
um, because I'm not creative when it comes to that kind of thing, and I don't know how to write a song. Um, So uh, this is my first song that we wrote together, and I'm super excited for people to hear it. I'm really proud of it. Did you like the process of it, or do you find that daunting? I loved it. We actually wrote it back in October, and then we just recorded it um, the end of March. So we've had it tucked away for a little bit, and then I was like, I really want to put this song out. So you teased us with the fact that it surrounds the Neshoba County Fair. Mm-hmm. Now you're gonna have to give it. You don't have to sing it, obviously, or give us necessary verse. But you're gonna what 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 shows up in it in terms of the Neshoba County Fair? Well, they call it Mississippi's Giant House Party. So that's it. That's the first line. Actually, it's they call it Mississippi's Giant House Party. Um, and then I talk about the Midway, which is where the fair is, and the grandstands, the fireworks show, everything that's in the song. You know, like it's about the Neshoba County Fair. There's no way to miss it. Well, I think it's really cool. Well, you know, being from Mississippi, we are the birthplace of American music, but then mm-hmm. we also have some of the best uh, writers that come out of it as well, using our backdrops as their sort of inspiration for their songs. Mm-hmm. So I feel like if you keep doing that, Kaylee, then the, you know, the sky is going to be the limit for you. And I hope you explore that side of it, right? Yeah. In terms of being able to express yourself in, in writing the music as well as right. sort of singing it. Are you done with pageants? I am. I'm, I hung up the pageant shoes a few years ago, um, but that was definitely a big part of my life. Like, it helped me become who I am today because if it wasn't for pageants, then, you know, from being on stage all the time, I don't think I would be as confident to get on stage and sing. So I definitely owe that to pageants. There you go. So it's the courage, just to sort of the courage mm-hmm. to do it. We still have two, though, Zachariah and Colin, which you say all three of you guys sort of knew uh, stuck to out together at oh, least yeah. when you could mm-hmm. and I think it's voting right now for them yes correct? definitely go vote they are great guys Colin and I actually met uh, he was the first person I met in New Orleans when we auditioned together and me and him became really close too so it's neat we've got still so many Mississippians sort of out there doing great things uh, Kaylee I feel like your story is just starting I think you just keep going keep putting one foot in front of the other keep taking what is it June or July off for the for the fair? <laughs> yes. Oh, I definitely am going to have to. I always have that blocked on my calendar. And I I get the, um, you know, like the week-long bands that you can have. I collect them. I've collected them since I started going. <laughs> well, I, I feel like you will make it to that stage uh, sooner so. or later. And we look forward to supporting you and whatever you do, girl. All right. Where are all your social handles? Where do we go? Facebook is just Kaylee Clark. My Instagram is Kaylee G. Clark. And my TikTok is also Kaylee G. Clark. Oh, I appreciate you coming into the studio. Thank you so much for having me and you guys stick with us we got a few more good things for you coming up next Rebecca Turner. She looks healthy and sane. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi.
that's a good thing. Don't forget, you can listen to us live. We're streaming over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Super Talk Mississippi app. You can always find us on your local Super Talk Mississippi radio station. You've heard us talk about esports here on Good Things. It's taken off in Mississippi, and here's a great headline that we're going to dive into. Play Versus just announced that Special Olympics Mississippi, Special Olympics Mississippi, is officially joining its Unified Esports League. And we've got Demarcus from Special Olympics Mississippi and Aaron with Play Versus. Hey guys. Hey, how you doing? It's, hey there. It's doing well, and I love this. Rhino and I both have really gotten into the whole esports thing happening in Mississippi for our youth. We think it's super cool and lots of potential. So I'm going to start with you, Aaron, um, with Play Versus. How, how did this sort of partnership come about? At what point did you guys say, you know what, we need to expand and we need to be more inclusive with who our players are? Yeah, so this started almost three years ago now. We, we, we piloted uh, some, some leagues with the Special Olympics North America to try to see if this is something that they were interested in. We knew the Special Olympics was looking to expand their offerings of unified sports as well, too. Um, and it really kind of came together in the fall of 2021. So we've been in the partnership now for almost officially two years um, as, as the kind of the official platform for the Special Olympics. And it's really and the shared idea of, of inclusion and making sure that we're uh, obviously giving this opportunity to more students and more schools. Because the cool part is that there are scholastic competitive gaming opportunities as well as grants or well as scholarships and all those fun things. So DeMarcus, uh, being with the Special Olympics Mississippi, you guys have already got a plethora of sports and things for uh, their competitors to excel at. What do you think about whenever gaming came to the table? So when we first started, we basically start with uh, with our sports is basketball, mostly flag football. We have bowling. We have a lot of different sports, as you said. But when esports came to the table, it offered our competitors a different option outside of actually participating in sports. Because as we know, not all kids want to do everything. So uh, when you give them the idea of actually playing games, and we know how big it is nowadays, they actually get an opportunity and provide an opportunity to earn recognition, uh, develop critical thinking skills. You know, some of the things that we don't necessarily, uh, that our parents once told us was bad, we realize now they're actually good for their skill set growing up. So uh, e-gaming is, is, is going to be great and even better because we know how big uh, FIFA, 2K, uh, Mario Kart, Rocket League, those things are. So offering those opportunities to our unified champion schools and giving them something else to do outside of physical activity and actually uh, giving them, them something to do with their minds and actually thinking things through, I think it's a, a great opportunity for the youth. So, DeMarcus, will there be a team at or a, a chance for a team at each of those unified schools, or will it be one Special Olympics teams made up of players from those schools, if, that, if my question makes sense? Oh, yeah, I understand. Uh, the, how we're going to operate is the way we operate all our unified champion school leagues. So it'll be a team at each school, and it'll be a team in each area. So with Special Olympics, we operate in areas, which is a community-based program uh, teams, and we operate as, as UCS schools, unified champion schools, which is our school-based teams. So we'll have teams in each area, and we'll uh, hopefully we'll get this league off and running. And the way we'll be working with Play Versus on playing in their league, we'll also be playing in the regions. And it'll be just like a competition they have across the nation, and hopefully these kids will have the opportunity to show their skills on the game. 
So, Aaron, whenever I know we've had play versus here on Good Things before, I know there was the high school championship. I think it took place in the Pine Belt area here not too too long ago. Will the teams from the Special Olympics get to play either alongside or at least within the same um, day or time frame or week or whatever with the other high school teams? Or will it be two separate, I guess, events, if I'm making sense? Yeah, so the hope is to actually get it to the point where they are competing uh, side by side. We actually just had, uh, you know, this has been a growing thing for us. And so most of, most of our leagues right now are regional leagues. So schools and uh, unified schools in Mississippi, like next season, will actually be competing with like schools on the East Coast. But we actually just had our first in-person championship this past weekend, actually, in Oklahoma uh, with, with a unified eSports state league. They were alongside every other every other championship that was happening with their state association. Uh, so the hope is eventually that they are getting side by side at the same event, getting the same recognition as well, too, as we kind of grow out these leagues um, and kind of give them, the, again, give them that same opportunity. And luckily, too, a lot of our leagues, they operate at the same time and the same days as our traditional leagues. So it's a big get for us as well, too, to talk to schools in Mississippi that may already have an esports. Here's a way for you to be even more inclusive, to even add more teams and more players to your rosters by adding a unified team as well. How many is on a team, Aaron? Is it usually is it a small number, big number? Do they rotate? They have people on benches, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it, it varies by title. So the two titles that we compete in on unified are Rocket League. So those, those consist of three players, uh, two Special Olympic athletes, and one, one uh, unified partner. So that's people with intellectual disabilities and one without Two, which is a four-person team, and that would be two Special Olympic athletes and two unified partners. And, um, you know, we really leave it up to the schools. The great thing is is you can field more than one team. So a school, if a school has enough interest and enough players, they can have three or four different Mario Kart teams if they want to. There's no limit to that. Um, and, but also, too, we also see if, you know, if schools are going to want to start small and just kind of get their, you know, their feet wet in, in the opportunity, they can also sub in players, rotate week by week as well, too, of who is going to be on their starting rosters. DeMarcus, I'm sure that this is probably starting in schools that may already have uh, an idea of what esports is, or are you having these conversations of like, okay, yes, it's gaming, but it's a sport, it's legit, or do you find people receptive oh, yeah. to it? Yeah, like I, like I said, uh, going, coming from uh, the just sports base, when you have basketball, flag football, and opportunities like that, uh, where you see the most intrigue is uh, from teams that's already unified, like a team, team that's already set. Like you have some schools here in Mississippi that already have e-gaming. But where we come from uh, with unified sports is we operate with traditional student-athletes, partnering with these uh, athletes with intellectual disabilities. So that's where the unified aspect come in at. And not only will they get a chance to participate by playing together, but they also get a chance by playing against each other. And that's where the competitive spirit comes in. So when you get some of these schools and they say, uh, well, how is it a sport? Well, it's a sport by, because these kids are using the same competitive spirit. They're using the same skills because it, it takes skills to, to win a game. And we want to make sure that they see that as just as competitive as a basketball game. 
any parent who's got a kid that's into gaming, DeMarcus, that walks past their kid's room and they're on their little headsets and they're cheering and they're, you know, getting angry but then getting excited and all of that completely understands that there is a huge competitive potential sort of here. I love that it's just something in addition to the physical yes. activity sports. It just opens another avenue. And, and you know, also help kids grow in a tech field because not only does gaming uh, just has the kids sitting in front of it playing, but it also helps the kids grow into STEM because not only will that kid be playing, but they may want to figure out how to create their own game. They may want to figure out how to build their own computer and, and just work on it that way. It, it, it creates so many different opportunities and advantages for the kids. Oh, I love that. And Aaron, too, reminding parents that there are scholarship opportunities. There are kids who are making, you know, good money, not that that's what you should be striving for. And it's a small pool of gamers that are. But, you know, what we once thought was just sort of a waste of time. And there has to be a balance. If your kid's really into it and really good, there are avenues of making it, uh, you know, getting the most out of it. Oh, totally. Yeah. Every, every day I hear about a new college that's offering an esports scholarship, or now there's even school schools offering esports, uh, like sports marketing Myers and things like that as well, too. I, I even know in Mississippi, Old Miss is a really big program that has a, a, a big uh, esports uh, program. University is having our on, on the 28th has also has a really fantastic program as well, too. And yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head. Like we recognize, and these are things that students are already doing, and so now they're doing them in a structured environment where there's, you know, accolation. There's there's ability for them to build teamwork and build leadership skills as well too. And then on top of all that, actually maybe earn scholarship money. It's it's just a win-win all around. All right, Demarcus, where do families here in Mississippi that are interested in Special Olympics and then also now this esports, where can they go to learn more information? Ask their kids' school if they're interested in this. All the things. Uh, for one, they can go to playversus.com slash SO dash unified. But I will be going to all our unified schools and all our liaisons. They will have information on esports coming up in this next school year. They'll have that information along with the information on our unified sports. So not only will the kids be able to play alongside them in the basketball, flag football, but they had an opportunity to join these esports clubs. And we're hoping that a lot of kids join because we know that it's the opportunity for them. They want to. Uh, it's just giving them the, the resource and advantages and opportunities to actually play against these kids. Well, we'll be following the story, DeMarcus. So you be thinking of some oh, yeah. players that you would like to have them share their story here. I think it's super cool. Aaron, thank you for your time and all that Play Versus is doing here in Mississippi for eSports. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much for having me. All righty. You guys stick with us. we got more for you coming up next. Rebecca Turner. She's smart and pretty. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. If you want to drive a big limousine, I'll buy the lawn. 
That's it. That's my American Idol audition right there. <laughs> ah, yeah, that's not going to happen. But if you want to hear someone who can actually sing, they're headed to the uh, Mississippi this weekend. That's Morgan Wallen and Hardy and others. You got one more chance, and you can do that by winning a pair of tickets to the Sweet Seats uh, there simply by going to the Super Talk Mississippi app. So we've got one last chance. If you registered in all the places across, thank you. If you haven't been contacted, you didn't win. Uh, but you got one last chance chance to do it so just open up your phone if you've got the super talk mississippi app you open it up you hit click on contest you fill out your information and then you can win our very last pair of sweet seat tickets to see morgan wallen in concert that is this sunday that's this sunday uh, that's important because if you win you need to actually come this sunday um there in oxford at vault hemingway stadium from what i remember will saying they will uh, choose a winner on thursday so you also, if you register, just know you on a dime will probably need to plan a trip to Oxford, depending on where you are in the state. So think of all those things through before you just. But then you know what? You maybe be like Kaylee and say, you know what? I doubt I'll win. So let me just go on and throw my name in the hat. And if I do, I'll figure it out. And so there you go. So that's that's coming up. And then tomorrow, though, you can catch Middays with Jar Gibbert in the Super Talk Eagle Hour in Ellisville for a major economic development announcement. Ooh, that's exciting. Super Talk Mississippi will also be taking a look at the long history of family-owned businesses that have helped make Jones County an economic development leader in Mississippi. And then on Friday, George just on the move. He's going to be live in Pike County as we get ready for the 12th annual Smoking on the Tracks barbecue cook-off. That sounds delicious. In Summit. So there'll be great food, live music, car show, and more. So Smoking on the Tracks is brought to you by Lot Furniture in Macomb, Ag Up, and Southwest Distributors. So lots of good stuff coming and going and all around. So make sure you keep up with this and all the things over at supertalk.fm as well. Well, buddy, welcome back. Howdy, howdy. Do you have a good vacation, rest time, whatever you want to call it? I was telling Will this morning, I did exactly zero things that were productive. That's nice. It was great. Do you know how many people are very angry at you to hear that right now, to have an, an actual long weekend? What does that, that feel like? Come back refreshed and ripping and ready to go? I did feel kind of bad yesterday because it got to be about time for good things. And I was like, you know what? It's about you time for a me. nap. Oh, man. We had our friends on uh, yesterday from the Mississippi Wheelcats. I thought about uh, you from that. See, we just thought that we were being missed. Nope. You were like, oh, man, it sucks that I'm going to be taking a nap. And they're all <laughs> working right now. But definitely uh definitely time earned off and we missed you so we are glad uh we are definitely glad to have you back we talk about this every time we have the esports on but i feel like this is where you and i think i could have strived in high school in sports you know i did to a certain extent especially what? with like with the uh the unified teams they've got mario kart and rocket league now i'm not that good at mario kart but i think i'd I think I could work on some skills for Rocket League. Mario Kart, though, is basically vroom, vroom, like driving, right? Kind of. I mean, there's because it's become an eSport, people have found little ways to, to make your cart with Bowser or Luigi or whoever you got go a little faster. And I'm not good enough to pull it off. Like, you have to hit the boost a certain way, and you have to basically stay sideways oh. to get it to go just tiny little bit faster but every little bit helps do you feel like our i guess 
neurological pathways that came up with the original, like Atari, Nintendo, screwed us for being able to do said later skills? Kind of. I mean, when we were little, when, when the motor skills for video games were being taught to us, it was at most six, seven inputs. And now you have six or seven inputs with just one hand, and yeah. that's on the lighter side. Yeah, I see some of the ones that are on keyboards, and they're doing the things and all the things, and I'm like, I just, I, I, I am not fully, I'm used to the Game Boy, which was like, you know, you had two buttons on one side, and then, you know, the whole thing. And then I did expand my horizon to the Sega Genesis, where I had to use both thumbs, you know, <laughs> in that sort of way. Uh, and then I never got into PlayStation's. That was just not my thing. Where you also had the sight or the triggers and all all the all all things. It is really cool though that that Playverses is partnering with Special Olympics because that's one aspect of gaming that has really grown in the last five to ten years is the access for those that are differently abled. There are so many peripherals available now to where if you can't use your hands the way you or I can. You can still play a video game and get that same enjoyment just like everybody else. And that's pretty cool. Everybody should know what it feels like to shoot the ducks. I think that, you know what, I probably would have won. Well, Tetris, that too. I probably would have been a, a grand champion in that. But stick with us. we got more for you coming up next. you got the boys with Sports Talk Mississippi from 3 to 6. I know, and I'll meet you back here tomorrow at 2. But until then, I hope you all find time for the good things. Talk Mississippi Media Production.